Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Radio Network. Excited about today's interview with Chris McCann, who is the CEO and president of 1-800-Flowers.com. In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to Chris about how he runs 1-800-Flowers.com and the customer service behind it. We're going to ask him about artificial intelligence. I was very lucky last uh, fall, I had an opportunity to attend the IBM Watson Conference, the world of Watson, which is all about artificial intelligence and how it's impacting the world today. And obviously, I'm taking a look at it through customer service. And I was so impressed with what uh, uh, 1-800-Flowers is doing in that area. And I actually got to meet some of the PR folks and communications people, and they were so gracious in helping to set up this interview today. But I just, you know, as you think about it, uh, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and that is a huge time for the flower business. Uh, but whether you're, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the daughter or son of a mother who's you're going to send a gift to, there's so many other things that 1-800-Flowers does. Uh, they are in the food business, and I'm going to ask Chris about that as well. And uh, basically, they're an amazing company that has figured out uh, by listening to their customer, uh, where they can expand and grow into, which in itself is a huge lesson uh, that companies who listen to their customers might actually find opportunity. I mean, they, they, you're going you're gonna to hear in the interview in just a few minutes, I'm going to specifically ask them, ask Chris uh, about how they went about doing this because I've read the history of 1-800-Flowers, and Chris's older brother started as a florist in New York City and somehow grew this thing, and, and eventually uh, his brother, after he finished college, came on board, and they grew this thing to become a huge worldwide uh, business. I mean, b- billions of dollars are spent in gifts, and they have figured out a way to um, make sure that they deliver a great product and handle it in such a way that the customers are happy and they keep coming back They just make it easy for the customer. So as uh, we're thinking about this, you might want to check out sheptv.com, sheptv.com. Uh, every uh, week I put out a video, but every month I also feature a company. And recently, uh, in February, I featured 1-800-Flowers, which gave me even more of a reason to want to do this show right around uh, the holiday of Mother's Day because, uh, as I found out in doing my research, Mother's Day is even bigger than Valentine's Day. But I I was amazed at how uh, 1-800-Flowers has done uh, the job that they have. Um, They have amazing response times. They think outside uh, I, I jokingly called it on the video, think outside the vase. In other words, think outside the box. Uh, they make doing business with them seamless. I remember years ago in talking to some of the 1-800-Flowers.com uh, employees, I was in an event, and they were telling me about how quickly they uh, respond to customers and why it's so important in that business to respond. There's obviously a lot of emotion around giving somebody a gift for a special occasion. If it's not right, you can't fix it in two or three days or two or three weeks. You've got to fix it right away. So there's a lot we're going to learn from Chris 
And we'll be right back. We're going to take a short break. And when we do, Chris McCann, the CEO and president of 1-800-Flowers, will be with us. Don't go away. If customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.com. Digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network, and I am excited, as you know, because Chris McCann is in the house. He is the president and the CEO of 1-800-Flowers, and if you've been following my work, you know I've been writing about them. Uh, I've been uh, video, uh, <laughs> put my videos on YouTube about them. I'm a very excited fan of 1-800-Flowers because of all that they do in the world of customer service. So, uh, Chris, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Chef, I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much. So we have so much to talk about, but real quick, let's get into the background of how this whole organization started. I know you're the younger brother of the guy that founded it, and as soon as you got out of college, you went straight to work uh, for 1-800-Flowers. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I was a uh, political science major in college and decided not to become a lawyer right away, so wasn't sure what to do next and helped my brother out for the holiday, the Christmas holiday season. And then in that following January, he said, hey, you want to give a shot working together? And we were a little leery about doing that, but we gave it a shot. And, uh, you know, some some 30-some-odd years later, now here we are. So I think it, it worked. worked out very it it well. definitely worked. <laughs> That's great. So you really thought, isn't that great? It's uh, just a minor shift in your interest in political science, and you got into flowers. And, and 1-800-Flowers is much more than just flowers. You have a, a number of different brands that you've acquired, but people think of 1-800-Flowers, I'm going to get flowers, but there's much more to it than that. Why don't you share with us what some of those other brands are that we might know about? Sure. And, and you know, we learned that early on in our relationship with our customers. And that's what we tried to do from the beginning is to stay in touch with our customers, understand why they were coming to us. What's the job they were hiring us to do? And flowers, they needed to send a gift to someone. And flowers just so happened to be a gift appropriate for some occasions. But when we would speak to our customers and dialogue with them, we said, well, what other types of gifts are you sending? And it invariably was gourmet food gifts. So that led us down a strategy to where today gourmet food gifting is actually more than half of our business. It's actually today about 57% of our business, floral being 43%. And some of the great brands, I mean, the iconic gourmet food gifting brand is Harry and David. It's been around since like 1919, 1920 timeframe. Uh, and it's just a brand that is the most recent addition. We added that into our family of brands about three years ago now. Uh, Cheryl's Cookies and Brownies are just fantastic cookies that we've added on a number of years ago 
Popcorn is one of our fastest growing brands. The Popcorn Factory, 1-800-Baskets.com, Design Pack Gifts, FruitBouquets.com, and a few others like Wolfermans and uh, Muffins and Stockyard Steaks. Uh, and what, another brand that came with Harry and David that we just love and is really growing very quick, quick before us is Moose Munch Gourmet Popcorn. Oh, man, I love that. The Moose Munch. Oh, uh, it's a great product. <laughs> okay. You almost had me at Cheryl's Cookies, but Moose Munch took it over the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think that does it for me as well. So I think, I think what we just heard is the first major point and lesson of this interview today, and that is you listened to what your customers wanted, and as a result, you saw the opportunity for a strategic byproduct or an alliance or an addition to what you're traditionally known for, which is flowers. I mean, you've got this great system in place. Why not add to it with the items that you know are right in line with what the customer wants and expects? So when was this revelation, and how long did it take for you to figure it out? Well, the revelation came back probably as early as the 1999 time frame, I guess. Mm -hmm. just trying to remember exactly. Um, No, actually probably a decade earlier than that was when we first realized it. Uh, It was probably around 1991. And we launched a store on CompuServe back in 1991. I remember. We had started. I remember yeah, CompuServe. Had, <laughs> well, not, not many of us do, Chef. <laughs> but, um, but we launched a store there, and we had taken some of these other product categories that we had started to test with, these gift baskets and chocolates and things like that, and we put them up on our store on CompuServe. And then, you know, we realized that we... We, we, we had to focus a little bit more and really build a leadership position in the floral category. And we kind of stopped marketing those other brands that we developed back then in those other food categories, but we kept the products live on CompuServe, quite frankly, because it was cheaper to leave them there than to take them down. Um, but we watched as the customers who bought those products didn't start buying less flowers from us. They just bought for us, from us more often. So it taught us an early lesson that we knew we'd come back to someday. But then, like I say, any growing company needs to focus, needs to prioritize. And we said, look, the fastest growing business for us right now is the floral business. Let's grow 1-800-Flowers to be the category leader. In the process, we'll build capabilities that we can come back and leverage to then solve our customers' other gifting needs that we learned early on. So then as we moved kind of through the crazy days of e-commerce and through the 2000 time period, we bought our first company in the gourmet food business, the Popcorn Factory, in 2002. And since then, we've been just adding new businesses either through acquisition or building new businesses from scratch like fruit bouquets and 1-800-Baskets and just figuring out how can we enhance the value that we bring to our customers. So move the equation from being a retailer selling a product to more of us being a value-added service solving our customers' gifting needs. Right. I love it. And in a little while, I want to talk to you about Gwen, who's kind of your your, – artificial intelligence version of somebody mm-hmm. something that will help the concierge that will help you find the gift but i want to get back to uh the name 1-800-Flowers now this is a great name boy was that smart how did you get that name well when we we it was actually a phone number that we acquired we started my my brother as you mentioned earlier started in the floral business and we had a chain of retail flower shops here in the new york area uh, called flora plenty actually and that's the business I joined coming out of college. And then in the 1986 time frame, a group of people had tried to get the business 1-800-Flowers launched in the mid-1980s. 
and were failing at it. Uh, and it burned through 25 to $30 million of venture capital. Oh, money. my. And they reached out to my brother to say, hey, would you guys be interested in helping us to, to fix this business? He said, well, when, well, my brother at the time said he wasn't looking for another job, but we got involved in the business and was able to really acquire a phone number and $7 million of debt, shut the business down, moved it into the floral operations in New York, and started the company over. At the time, it was called 800 Flowers. But then the telephone company started saying, dial 1-800 when you're dialing an 800 number. Mm -hmm. So we listened to the consumer, and we added one on the front of it. On the front of it. Then as the e-commerce business grew, uh, everybody started adding .com onto their names, and we just naturally followed the consumer there. So now the business is 1-800-Flowers.com. And it's both one of our leading brands and our corporate name as well. Right. So I love it. Uh, the big message, again, I keep hearing, we follow the consumer. We follow the customer. We listened to what they wanted, what they had to say, and we, we moved and danced with them, which is, which is great. All right, let's talk about your culture because I think culture has so much to driving uh, what happens in a customer-centric or customer-focused organization. What's, uh, give us a little background on your whole idea. You've got a culture that is focused. And, and by the way, 1-800-Flowers is actually a network of independent people who own their own flower shops. Is that right? Sure. Our distribution network is an, uh, an, ind an independent network of retail florists that we call BloomNet. Okay. So it's a network of about six to seven flower, six to seven thousand florists around the country. Wow. And is it around the country or around the world? Oh, well, those, those would be U.S., and then we have international networks as well. But that's just the U.S. piece of the business I'm referring to. So, so this is the big question. I mean, I know you've got your culture and your beliefs. How do you get thousands of independent business owners to follow in what you're trying to achieve? Because it's, it would be very easy for some of them to totally destroy your brand reputation. So, Chef, that's a brilliant point you're hitting on. Uh, and really, in the early days when we got growing, we knew we had the nucleus of what today is a core element of our culture, a caring team of people obsessed with service. Mm -hmm. And then what we started to do is our business started to grow, and we needed to establish a network of florists. There were pre-existing networks out there, like an FTD network or a Teleflora network, or there's another one called American Floral Services. But those networks had a different goal. Those networks had a goal of having as many retail florists as possible be part of their network. So when we started out, we said, well, that's not really our primary business. Our primary business is taking care of our customers and, and doing what they ask us to do, deliver a smile to someone. So what we did is we started to work with people who knew the industry. Uh, and I can remember this gentleman who's uh, a great dear friend of ours, Jerry Rosalia, who used to be a president of one of those other networks. So he knew the best florist all around the country. We partnered him up with another person who just made numerous telephone calls, went around the country and said, we want you for your capabilities, yes, your design capabilities, of course, but most importantly, your commitment to customer service. And that's how we built BloomNet. So BloomNet today is still one of the key competitive differentiators we have because of the commitment to service. And how do you keep these people, uh, uh, you know, how do you know they're doing a great job? I mean, I would imagine oh. you probably get calls with people who have issues, complaints, problems, which may or may not be a true direct fault of, of your I'm not going to call them of, of the florist. We'll call it a member of the network, okay, because I don't think they're a franchisee. But, uh, there's, no, that's right. So how do you keep the quality control there? 
Sure. So that's a very important aspect. So we start with knowing that these people share the same values, mm-hmm. but when, then we need to make sure those values continue to grow. Right. Uh, and then also sometimes a, a florist shop will change hands or change ownership. We need to know that the new team has the same commitment to the same values as us. Uh, so we have a network of people internally called florist relations consultants, and they each manage X number of shops depending on their geographic territory. And they are constantly reviewing with the florist their their monthly, but kind of really weekly, report card. Uh, and that shows how many orders they're getting from us for distribution. Are we getting complaints on those orders? If it's complaints, is it a quality complaint? Is it a delivery complaint? If so, how do we put a performance improvement plan in place? Uh, and if those, if they go veer out of metrics, of course, we always give some time to work it back in. But if those, if they don't come back into guidelines, they have to be dropped out of the network. So you are basing the information on your customer feedback, uh, the calls or complaints or emails, or actually probably accolades that are coming in. Let's go to positive spin because somebody, you know, stepping up and doing a great job. Do you ever do any mystery shopping? Uh, we do. Uh, we do. We do test ordering, mystery shopping. But I would say we do that really as a follow-up to the indication we get from our customer. Mm. So if we're getting the indications from our customers that there might be an issue within a certain town or with a certain florist, then we will usually do a test order ourselves to see are we seeing the same thing that the numbers are showing us. Uh, but the other factor you hit on is extremely important as well. In maintaining, you also want to provide reward for those that are hitting superior service and superior excellence. Uh, so we have recognition programs that get plaques, and, and with that comes some monetary rewards as well for exceeding the metrics. Wow, love it, love it. All right, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, several things I want to talk about. Number one, I want to talk about how you deal with customer service because, you know, if the flowers aren't right, somebody's unhappy, and how do you fix that? And uh, I know that you are, I would consider, uh, top-level professionals at response time. You're, you're almost record. You're in the record book in my mind as quick response times to social. I want to talk about artificial intelligence and how Gwen is becoming an important part of the process uh, and helping you develop relationships and getting the best gifts for your customers. And gosh, we've got so much to talk about. So everybody, don't go away. We'll be right back. We're talking with Chris McCann, the CEO and president of 1-800-Flowers.com. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information all you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back talking with Chris McCann of 1-800-Flowers.com. And, boy, Mother's Day is right around the corner. And I know you've got to ramp up huge for uh, Mother's Day. Number one, uh, you've got uh, volume of calls that are coming in, emails. Not ju- I'm, I'm talking about just the orders. But then I would imagine more goes wrong at peak times than at less times. How do you deal with the influx? I mean, do you hire seasonally? Uh, on, and I'm talking more on the you know, central operations control. And how do you scale out service, quality, and everything else during these peak times? Sure. And Mother's Day, is, as you point out, is one of our peak times. It's actually the busiest time for our flowers business. More than uh, Valentine's then, Day? 
Well, yes, busier than busier than Valentine's Day. Really? You know, Valentine's Day, we each generally tend to have one Valentine. Mother's Day, there are many moms in our lives. Whether it be, <laughs> You're right. And, and there my are. Wife, and they all need to be celebrated. Know, it could be my daughter when she eventually has a kid, my, my mom, her mom. There's, there's four right there, and I'm just one guy. Exactly, exactly. So we need more guys like you that have four moms. Our business will be great. <laughs> well, right now I only have three. I don't put the fourth one out there yet, but when eventually. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so how do so you do seasonal it? ramps mm-hmm. has really become a core competency of our business. Even though, Shep, while we talk about the holidays, it's important to recognize that our business is driven by everyday occasions. So our number one occasion by far is birthdays. And there are 850,000 birthdays every day. We, we, we get a fair share of those. We don't get that many yet. Uh, anniversaries. One could hope, uh, get right? Get well. <laughs> yeah, right. Get well. Or especially well in the flowers, but also now more in the food business. Sympathy is a very big part of our business as well. And, and we like to say we're in the business of delivering smiles. And that's a smile as well. It's just a different kind of smile. That's a smile of comfort. It's a, yeah, so thought and comfort. The everyday the everyday business gives us the ability to really create this core, what we call a celebratory ecosystem built on this shared, leveraged operational platform. So whether we're ramping up drivers and working with our florists to ramp up and how to plan for how many orders they'll have in their area, how many delivery personnel they'll need, bringing assistance to them with contracts with Deliv and Uber and Lyft and others that can help them bring delivery help, whether it's ramping up on the telephone or, you know, really when I say the telephone, it's our contact centers. Because more and more of our customer engagement is through email, chat, uh, through through bots now as well. So it's working across the board and, and, and planning for that starts the day after Mother's Day for next year to understand what we need to do and how we ramp up. Because our Mother's Day business is, will, will be a factor of about eight to ten times what our everyday business is. Wow, wow. The good, the good news about Mother's Day, different than a Valentine's, is it does ramp up over about a two-week period, whereas Valentine's Day kind of just spikes in a three-day period. Mm. But like I said, that is a, it's something we think has really become a core competency of ours. Well, obviously, you've done a great job. All right, so several years ago, I was in an event uh, with a company called Stella Service. And Stella is like consumer reports for the online type of company. And I met some people from 1-800-Flowers.com, and they talked about response time. So, I mean, I believe it's important to respond to any customer comment, good or bad. But when they were sharing the numbers on how many calls and now emails and texts and, you know, through social media, any connection, when they were sharing the numbers back then about just how fast they responded to an email – I was so impressed. Share with us these numbers because I don't want to quote them myself because I might be wrong. I think they're even better than what I think they are. Sure. Well, and if I start off really in the traditional channel, in the telephonic channel, we've always had a service level target of handling 80% of our calls within 20 seconds. That's three rings. So, and that's kind of standard, and, it's, and we base that based on what customer expectations are. Then you move into the email channel, and I think we're ahead of many companies, but still in a, in a spot where customers expect where we respond to and resolve an email within a two-hour time frame. Uh, when we moved into the world, or I, I should say when our customers moved into the world of social media and started contacting us via Facebook, Twitter, and now other platforms, we realized customer expectations were way different. 
customers aren't going to reach out to you for assistance with a, a potentially an issue they have or uh, a question that they might have and then sit back and wait for you to respond to them in a couple of hours. That's not the world of social media. So we needed to make drastic adjustments to our plans and our capabilities to where we set our goal, whereas many people today respond to inquiries within social media within about two to three hour time frame. Our initial response target is five minutes. Five and then we, minutes. That's, that's the five number. Minutes. That's the magic five number. Minutes. And it is. It is the magic number we have found. And it has to be because especially keep in mind the type of business we're in. As I mentioned, we're in the business of delivering smiles. And that means it's a smile for an emotional reason. I'm saying happy birthday. I'm saying I love you. I'm saying I'm thinking of you. There's that emotional element behind it. People can't sit and wait wondering what's going to happen as they're trying to tell their loved one I love you. Right, right. And and if there's a problem, you need to deal with it so quickly and effectively and regain that customer's confidence. And I think a five-minute exactly turnaround right. time is, is huge. You know, the average response time for somebody that tweets out uh, uh, expecting some kind of response, whether it be a, a, a comment of any kind or a problem, a complaint, a question, the average response time is about seven hours. And you're doing wow. it in five minutes. Very impressive. Right. Very impressive. All right. Let's move into the future. Uh, I want to talk about artificial intelligence. I want to talk about GWYN, which stands uh, is an acronym, G-W-I-N, not Y-N. Is that right? Is it G-W-I-N? No, no, actually oh, it's, Y-N. It's Y-N, excuse me. GWYN is it's yes. G-W-Y. Gifts when you need. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, okay, correct. great. Perfect. So tell me about GWYN and tell me how that works, because I think people are going to be fascinated as to how uh, your concierge is actually powered by a computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so GWYN is really kind of a, an early stage product for us, maybe an early stage brand that enables us to service our customers across our platform, across our family of brands, our platform of products. So what Gwen is all about is, as I mentioned earlier in our conversation, our job is to solve our customers' gifting solutions. It's not just to solve their floral solutions or their food gifting solutions. It's to solve their gifting needs, whatever they might be. And sometimes they're not sure what product they're looking for. So we've always tried to have this gift concierge capability with utilizing humans, which is very difficult for a a human individual, some of our best salespeople, to really know our full line of product categories. But as the world is emerging and technology is advancing, one of the key technological advances that's shaping all businesses today is artificial intelligence. So we worked with IBM's Watson platform this past year to launch an AI-powered virtual gift concierge called Gwen. And as you point out, gifts when you need. And she gives our customers the ability to interact with them via text today in a conversational manner, just questions going back and forth. What we're finding is that our customers are spending more time in that question and answer dialogue to find the right product for the right person at the right time. Uh, That once they're willing to do that, spend a couple of minutes doing that, get product recommendations across our brands, and then it's our job again to make it very easy for them to complete that transaction. And the amount of learning we're getting from Gwen is tremendous. And that's obviously one of the key factors of artificial intelligence. It's a machine learning capability. Right. I, I think this is fascinating. So the first thing is the questions. There, uh, give me an example. We'll have a dialogue. I call up and I'm 
or I'm actually online. I'm not calling. Right. I'm online. So you're online, and you d- d- decide to interact with Gwen. Mm-hmm. We might ju- you might say, "I need to send a gift." I Gwen need might to say, yeah, "I need to send a gift." Who to? Who who's the gift for? Is it your wife? Is it your mother? That will vary then according to different recommendations that we're going to make. Uh, you know, they, they they might say, "Well, what are some of her interests? Does she like flowers? Does she like food?" Uh, and, and just go back and forth, and we're constantly tweaking what those questions are based on what kind of responses we're getting from our customers. So, like I say, Gwen is early stage for us. We're learning from her, but she's part of. What we see is the next emerging wave of technology that will shape our business that we call conversational commerce. So last year, we started to get some beta products out there, Gwyn being one of them. We launched on uh, Amazon's Alexa platform in a voice computing capability. So you can say, Alexa, I'd like to send 1-800-Flowers, and you could place an order just through voice interaction. And then we also launched bots on Facebook's Messenger platform to allow people to really get that personalized experience at scale that, that, we, that makes it very difficult for us to do. Back to the, the question of how do we ramp up and scale for a Mother's Day? Mm-hmm. In the future, it will be more and more with the capabilities of bots and artificial intelligence. Right. I, I think it's so easy to uh, share an address with, with a computer or a bot rather than have to take the time of a support rep who could be dealing with more, I would say, complicated uh, situations. Maybe it's an actual service situation or maybe there's a problem. And so we leave the easy stuff to the bot at this point. You know, back to, the, uh, back to Gwen. Does Gwen get to actually, as I work with Gwen, maybe I come back a second, a third, a fourth time, will Gwen get to know me personally based on my past yes. history? That, that is the intent, and she will. Uh, that's the way we've been developing, Gwen, and that is one of the real key capabilities we see uh, as a shining star for us in the future. Because what Jim and I, my brother and I, always say is we're trying to always create that one-to-one relationship that we had in our first flower shop on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, where we knew our customers when they walked in their door. In the door, they, we, they were from the neighborhood. We knew what their buying habits were. We knew who their family members were. When we can utilize technology to do that at the scale that we're doing it today, that can really be a game changer. That's one of the things that we believe Gwen will bring to the table for us. Oh, I'm 100% sure, and I think you've partnered with a great great one with IBM and their Watson product. It's phenomenal. Now, I know it sounds to me in all of this, you are truly customer-focused. Your goal is to obviously make this as easy as possible for a customer to do business with you, get the products they need, when they need them, you know, simple. Uh, Any last thoughts about that before we start to wrap up? No, I think the last thought is can we do our job of being our customer's total gifting solution? What does the customer want us to do? I always ask people internally, when you're thinking about what to prioritize, because there's always so many things for us to do, ask yourself the question, what is the job the customer's hiring us to do? When we know what that is, it's pretty simple. Make it easy for our customers to act on their thoughtfulness and deliver smiles. Wow. Well, Chris, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because not only has this been an amazing interview, but you've given us some incredible insight 
to an amazing company that's out there that, you know, it's, it, we just think, oh, 1-800-Flowers, it's flowers. No, it's so much more than that. As a matter of fact, it is dramatically more when you're selling more things other than flowers than flowers, but it's all about the gift. It's all about the smile. It's all about the care and the empathy and the sympathy and the emotion that you put into it. And you guys have just done an amazing job, and thank you so much for taking your time to be on our show. Shep, thank you for having us. It's, uh, we're looking forward to a great Mother's Day, and the more of your customers we can help celebrate, we're here for them. Mother's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, holiday times, Valentine's Day, it's 1-800-Flowers.com. Thanks, Chris, for being on the show. Everybody, thanks for listening, and remember, until next time, be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.